अच्छे खाने की पहचान यही होती है हाँ कि उसको खाते खाते लोगों की बोलती बंद हो जाता हाँ बिल्कुल मुझे एक ज्ञान एक किसी ने और बहुत एक और भी दिया था इफ यू वॉन्ट टू चेक आउट अटरी हाउ इज द कुक यू मस्ट ऑर्डर इज दाल I totally agree with you. Hmm? Be a Punjabi, and I, 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 I am a very good cook. Huh. Achha. So, oh yes. Really? Mm-hmm. I'm like the best cook. This is really nice, sir. बहुत अच्छा. मजा आ गया. So that was good. We had uh, Amritsari kulcha. But now you're ready for the competition. Which one? Namaskaram and welcome to the Biker Radio broadcast. I'm Shandy and I'm Sunny and this is episode number eleven. Yani ek aur ek gyara and that too with Sarah, Daddy's girl, Mama's brat, partners in crime with her brother, house on fire friend. She's pretty as a can of soda and she's talkative as a minor. A celebrated judoka, a reputed rally rider with die-hard grit, whose hashtag Dakar One Day caught our intrigue. When she packs a punch, you can say goodbye to your lunch. But there we were, lucky to catch lunch with her over Amritsari kulchas on Gyara with Sara. Please welcome on the long way home, Sara Kashyap. Let's Dakar. Dakar, then I'll get all serious because it's like. Oh, it's Dakar. It's not it's, Dakar. It's not Dakar. Okay, so it's Dakar. <laughs> This is not a Redi Himalaya. <laughs> This is not Redi Himalaya. <laughs> it's not. Vijay Parmar gave me one. Seriously, <laughs> not. I asked him. He gave me one as well. I yeah. told him. So basically, if a woman finishes uh, red, uh, she gets a trophy, which is written yeah. as C O U P D E D. Dames, scoop the dames, okay. Uh-huh. And I got a tight one from which you were mad as well when I said, "So, do I get a scoop the dames?" <laughs> Damn you! He said, "It's scoop the dames." Scoop the dames. It's not even dames. It's dams. Like dams. Dam. Yeah, I'm dam. sorry. I'm going to get one again. <laughs> one. I still haven't gotten it right, right? So, so 
it's Dakar. It's Dakar. Okay. Tell us about Dakar. Sure. What is Dakar? <laughs> what is the Dakar? It's like the ultimate testing ground for for anybody who's into off-road racing. So it's a cross-country rally, right? Basically, a mm. race mm. that happens for fourteen days and uh, happens in South America. Hey, eh? how come? Huh? South America. From originally where it used to happen, it doesn't happen anymore, and now it happens where it happens. Where did it start? Parry, Parry the Dakar. So, so what happened? I just want to go to the South American Dakar. And because it is not happening in that side of the world anymore, it's happening in another side of the world. So you're right. facing. So obviously, it is. It is still the toughest in the world. Uh-huh. And I'm still not even like one percent ready for it. I can imagine. So, well, so it's a long one. Yeah, it's the one. Yeah, so you got time, right? You got time. You got time. I don't know. I'm set this up around six hundred days. <laughs> <laughs> That's how much time you have. <laughs> so I'm. Um, see, I have a I have a set date in mind that this is when I'll be attempting. At least I don't know if I'll finish it in the first go or not. I don't know yet. Mm. But obviously, I mean, I'm just thinking that if I make it to the start line, then it's up to me to be at the finish line, and then I'm not. I'm going to give it all. Right. So, so what? What date is this? January 2020. So how do you work backwards on this? Yeah. I mean, like you know, where's the gym? No. So currently, there's no gym because currently there's Amritsari Nan. <laughs> I have an injury, so yeah. I'm currently recuperating. But. Uh, I'm not even clear on the on the path because there's no school I can go to who can train me. Shujova to... was probably your last um, dirt run, right? I have India Baha coming up in August. Okay. And I have read the Raid the Himalaya coming up in October. Right. Yeah. So that will be my fourth Raid the Himalaya. Yeah. Yeah. Next year I'm going to be stepping out and. Okay. So I'll try and finish a few rallies abroad. Try and qualify. At least get an invite. Mm. to participate in dakar then see if i can raise enough it's it costs a lot of money right. of course the biker radio broadcast listen connect right on hi i'm sarah kashyap kashyap and you're listening to me on the long way home so uh, and uh, so there are different classes in which you can participate yeah. and they are I mean, of course, based on your uh, the bikes that you're racing anyway, and yeah. the factory racing classes, and of course, you have a Male Moto class as well. Yeah, right. That's the one we wanted to ask. Yeah, us. it's called the Male Moto. Male Moto. Male is that? a trunk, basically. How I don't know what. M A L A Y. M A L L E. Male. Okay. This is French territory. Male. Kiagudi. So Malay. that's a trunk, basically, and uh, this was the. This is how how the. Dakar used to happen originally that right. people would not have like a big service backup and yeah, crew right. and you know all of that okay. and uh, and so, moto like a bike so basically they would carry stuff that they can fit on the bike and spares. Uh, yeah spares or whatever so, they need really on your bike but that's that it doesn't happen like that anymore Achha. so you can you can have a say you, so say for example I can have a crew where I can or I can give my belonging or whatever you my my male my male to the to the to the service uh, vehicle the dakar as a vehicle is that called a well. male gadi male <laughs> yeah they probably have a male gadi yeah uh, so you can give away your stuff that we will get at the end of the day once you reach the end of the stage yeah but once you're there uh, so obviously when you're racing you don't have any 
support whatsoever right. oh, which which means that you just you carry some stuff with you on the bike whatever little that you can actually which use to things you will need in case yeah something breaks down or anything okay and uh, but once you once you reach then you have to like service your own bike completely keep it ready for the next day right. so and then you put your, your own tent mechanic you're an own mechanic you're not allowed to have a service backup mm. and i'm quite technically challenged as of now okay so so it's like the biggest challenge for me how, as a person how much are you challenged very 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 so i'm like i you know where the carburetor is yeah yeah <laughs> okay no i'm i'm you know what an open ended spanner is yeah oh cool man what is so, it it's an open ended spanner <laughs> <laughs> i'll just draw i can draw it i can draw it Oh, you can draw it. Yeah, I can draw it. Can you draw it for our listeners? <laughs> <laughs> you can try. Try. It's never been done before. Yeah. <laughs> There are so many firsts, you know. Take a pencil, draw a straight line. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Listen, Drawing this show is roughly about an hour long. Okay. <laughs> So we can have no, a little bit of art. No, I I cannot draw <laughs> on radio. You're seriously challenged. I know I'm like seriously challenged. Okay, okay, I don't know. Oh, no. oh I know an open ends man. I'm one of those people who would just go out racing and come back right. and not really work on the bike and sure. have the bike ready like Which the next somebody day. Somebody else will take care of it. I would stand there and watch, but it's I'm not fussy that way. I love getting my hands dirty. It's not that, but it's just that I just don't get it. I don't understand the mechanism as such. So if so, so in in that category you'll be allowed to consult somebody while you're No 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 you cannot so nothing? so I need to learn now this year onwards I'm now starting basically to learn a lot of things okay. and uh, on my bike so by next year at least I'm able to do everything that's needed to be done on mm. the bike I might not be able to open the whole engine and put it back together mm. but I hope I don't need it mm. and what uh, bike is yeah. it going to be <clears throat> It's I haven't decided yet but it's either going to be a Honda 450 rally Okay. Or a KTM EXE 450. Okay, it has to be a 450. Actually, I mean, currently I ride a 250. Mm. So this is the first time I started riding dirt bikes. Like I have always had an Enfields in the past, and I worked for Enfield. Right. I never knew that maintaining a dirt bike is very expensive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and and racing on a dirt bike is even more expensive because the parts are expensive. Right. And you have to source them from abroad and. Achoo. You don't really get everything here. You yeah. can get some stuff, but then if you, for example, if you need a carburetor to yeah. source it, so oh, no. so I thought, okay, I probably you know I should stick to riding Impulse and I should stick to riding Himalayan mm-hmm. race on these and you know maybe I I cannot really afford to have a dirt bike. So you actually didn't have a dirt bike till very recently. Till till twenty seventeen October, I did not have a dirt bike. The Biker Radio Broadcast. Listen, connect, ride on. Hi, once again, I'm Shandy, and I'm Sunny, and we're with Sarah Kashyap on the long way home. You know, Sarah set her sights on Dakar, and we know that it will take a lot of money and a lot of mind as well to get her there. So, backing her to the hilt, uh, she has uh, the startup boys at Let's Ride, uh, which is the motorcycle rental company. Uh, that's uh, yeah. Amit Saini and uh, Kuldeep Sharma. Right. and uh, sara is both the brand ambassador for let's ride and is also going around the country promoting their motorcycle training academy yeah so what we did was we asked sara if she really was up for the challenge because dakar is the global arena of you know teamwork technology adrenaline swiss bank account oh yeah 
exotica but above all it's all about endurance you bet so dakar is the epitome of off road motorsports it doesn't get bigger than that hi i'm sara kashya kashya and you're listening to me on the long way home i am going to make it to dakar one day regardless of how old i am I don't mind being the bloody coolest looking buddy standing at the start line. Mm. I'm like 50 year old as well, but mm. I want to be there. Yeah. I don't know by when I'll be able to raise that kind of money that is needed for Dakar. How much money is required approximately? We are talking in CRs. Yeah, but tell us like <laughs> one, two, three, fifty, hundred. <laughs> two CR. Two CR. Yeah. Two CR. Just for the uninitiated, would you like to say how much? How many zeros is two CR? I got no idea, but how much ever? Yeah, six, seven, eight. The banker will tell us. No, I like. I have to. Hey, can you can you tell everybody? I'm, I'm counting on my fingers right now. <laughs> seven. Seven. Good. Okay, we got a number. So seven zeros. Two or seven zeros. Two or seven. Two or seven zeros. Okay, so that's that's the amount of money currently required I mean, for to make this happen. Just to just is to make all? one just is to make one Dakar happy. ठीक है ठीक है. Is that all? For the journey and uh, yeah. No, no. What will it take? Will it take more than that? Will it need three? Yeah, roughly. I don't know. About two to three CR. I would so say. two to three CRs will yeah. make it happen. Yeah. As far as money is concerned. No, but it's not like that. No, I mean. No, galle me. Galle me. Galle me. Three. Three plus seven zero. Three plus seven. Yeah, le lenge ya boss me lenge ya bini. So no, but like Sarah going to Dakar requires about two to three crore rupees of money. That's yeah. one one thing. That's the money part of it. Okay, there there can magic can happen. The money can appear. Let us say, and it happens. Yeah, mm. Are you mentally prepared to take on Dakar. Are you physically prepared to take on Dakar? Mm-hmm. Not not as we speak. Yeah, as I speak. Are no. you? You're not. No, no I'm, I'm getting take? there. I'm getting there. How do you build mental muscle to get to that? Mentally, level? I, I, I would say mentally, I'm ready. You're ready. Yeah. So you, you've done a few of these in your mind already. Yeah, yeah. You think so? Totally. You totally. think so? I do it every day. You do it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, mentally, I'm, I'm so there already. I wouldn't have even spoken about it out loud in the public. Uh, it would have been a secret dream right. if I wasn't mentally ready. Because now it's on me. Now I mean, it's like you know, it's it's out there. I'm even speaking to people, prospects, sponsors who like to come on board and giving them the dream, asking them to come all the way with me to Dakar, be a part of my journey, and and let's see if we can you know make it. And How have you I don't mind not being the. I I wouldn't. I would be very happy if somebody else, some other Indian woman, goes there before me. Sure. This sure. is not a race. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not racing here to be the first Indian woman to be at no, Dakar. No. This is about your experience. This is about just me being there. Malemoto is nobody even opts for Malemoto. Right. So I I know anyway I'm going to be the only one doing Malemoto because there's a the craziest thing anyway. Hi, I'm Sarah Kashyap and you're listening to the Biker Radio Podcast. Okay, so the Paris Dakar initially used to start in Paris and then make its way through the Sahara Desert and it used to finish in Dakar, the Senegalese capital. So since 2009 they've had to move this. Yeah. They moved it around uh they tried a few other places there was a big security threat in Mauritania so they couldn't go through the desert which was actually the part which was 
ब्रिलियंट जस्ट इमेजिन थोड़ा बहुत लिबिया है थोड़ा बहुत क्या बात है क्या क्या है नहीं शुरू तो आईफिल टावर होता था आईफिल टावर है उसके बाद स्पेन है उसके बाद स्पेन है फिर आप मोरक्को में आओ अरे हाय 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 फिर मोरक्को से जाके फिर आप डेजर्ट में आओ फिर आप डेजर्ट में गोते खाते हुए ड्यून बैशिंग ड्यून बैशिंग राइट सो ओके सो सो दे हैड टू मूव दैट अराउंड बिकॉज ऑफ अ टेररिज्म प्रॉब्लम एंड यू नो अ सिक्योरिटी थ्रेट टू द सर्किट एंड वोला सो वॉट हैपन वॉज दैट द साउथ अमेरिकन इन दर मैग्नानिमिटी सर प्लीज कम टू दीज एंड डू इट टू अस So this year it was held across Peru, Bolivia and Argentina in South America. So we decided to do our own little recce. And how do we do it? We went to Google Baba and you will not believe this, okay? So Shandy here my friend finds an image of an earthworm, a red colored earthworm moving across the entire American continent. So he got curious as Shandy is. And 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 so what we did was we tracked down the worm and found out that it was being made by a Desi Classic 500 Royal Enfield. Can you believe this? So so the guy who's riding it is South Korean, right? And we have him here on my way. Yeah. Yeah, but you know He's 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 actually fit for a long way home ideally. I was so cool, you know. He was so cool. He he just agreed. He said I I sent him a couple of messages and I'm like who's going to do my way this time? Who's going to do my way this time? And there you go. South Korean guy says, "I am riding a Royal Enfield and I'll do it." And an interesting anecdote here is and if you look him up, so he's done the trans central asian route. Right. And uh, he told us yeah. he started from Vladivostok and he reached a place i can't make out what that place is but i'm assuming it's moscow but you know that's not the, the best part is <laughs> the best part is this is a dk chauhan man this is this is it so he is the korean dk chauhan yeah dk if you're listening you have another friend i don't know maybe you know him so he was on a 125 cc Taiwanese motorbike. Who says you need those expensive bikes to do anything in this world? Yeah, you know. Just get yourself a lawnmower, man. Yeah. So all you need is something in your mind which says that I have to do this. And he's doing what should ideally be just a thirty thousand Pan American highway running along the Pacific coast of the Americas. Instead, <laughs> he's doing the long way home. Yeah. Here he is, Ang Su Min, aka Kaze. my way Hi my name is Kangse and I'm on my way from Uswai to Alaska on my Emerald MP500 Classic I'm from South Korea I'm starting my journey 10 months ago I shipped my motorbike from South Korea to Chile at the time was uh, winter in South America Chile and Argentina south point is very cold only minus degrees they has so much snows but i ride in <laughs> south america and america continent is so big they has a so variety temperatures variety weathers some part is a desert some part is a snow point some part is a very high mountains like a himalaya and the royal enfield uh, is it has no problem uh, during my 10 months first route is uh, chile 
and then I going down to the Ushuaia in Argentina, and then I go Uruguay and Brazil, Bolivia, and Peru and Ecuador and Colombia and Venezuela and Panama, Costa Rica, Nicaragua, Honduras, Guatemala, Mexico and America and then I have to go Alaska. Uh, this is my second time world travel. My first time world travel is across uh, the Eurasia continent from Vladivostok in Russia to Portugal. At the time I'm riding a very small bike. That bike is uh, made in Taiwan. Very small bike, 125cc. And this is my second time travel. And then I know that every motorbike can cross the continent. There's a matter of not motorbike. There's a matter of people. Every motorbike can do that. Royal is uh, used, used to use uh, like a uh, army, First World War, and Second World War is invented in the British. And that is uh, strong enough to handle this journey. I think that is for me. 12 years ago, maybe, I went to India, your country. At that time, I saw the so many Royal Enfield. I'm falling in love <laughs> to Royal Enfield. Royal Enfield is a very classic style, and I used to have a Royal Enfield and BMW GS650, but I'm selling my BMW for this journey. <laughs> I choose Royal LP. I think that is a real motorbike. These days, the motorbike is something like a computer. It, that has uh, so many electric things, but I don't like that. Mm, Royal MT is just a machine. That is an original motorbike, I think. That's the reason why I choose this. Thank you for our Indian Royal MT Bros. This interview is a very good and funny experience for me. Namaste. I'm Kaze on the Bike Radio broadcast. This is my way. My way. So uh, we've got a couple of friends who've been on that trail. Uh, there's Arun Nangla, who was on a BMW a couple of years back, and uh, you can catch his video online. Uh, there's another friend, uh, Dhruv Bogra, but Dhruv was actually on a cycle, and he set out from Alaska to Ushuaia, but uh, due to you know injury, he could manage only to reach up till Peru after about 10 months of cycling. And what happened thereafter? Well, we'll shortly be finding out. We're hoping to meet him next week. Absolutely. And uh, so Sarah's got her work cut out, you know, uh, because um, uh, it's not going to be easy. It's Uh, not going to be easy uh, at all. Yeah, I mean, even though it's on a motorcycle, but it's not going to be easy. So time now to get back on the long way home. Hi, I'm Sarah Kashyap. And you're listening to me on the long way home. Okay, let's go back a bit because yeah. I, you will not understand how it's come, where no, it's coming from. I want to understand. So, um, so, this is a good time to go all the way back? This is a good time to go all the way back. Let's go all the way back. Let's start there. All right. Okay. okay. Sarah, so, what kind of a name is that? Sarah <laughs> Kashyap. I'll not go there. <laughs> it's complicated. Oh, it's complicated. <laughs> it's a, I'm born on a, I'm a Brahmin, half Sikh. Awesome. Born on a Jummeka Din, Friday, on the day of Eid. You're so cool. You're exotic, man. Yeah, I know, right? So, so yeah. And um, what Eid was it? What Eid was it? Uh, what is it? Not the Bakra Eid, the Idul Fitr. Idul Fitr. What was the Miti? Miti. Same Eid. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
पंजाबी फैमिली यू नो लाइक माई मॉम लाइक नॉट माई मॉम बट डैड और माई ब्रदर वु most of the time my brother would accompany me to school or my dad would drop us and pick us up and drop he's us elder your brother is elder he's elder he's like 3 and a half years elder okay, okay. and uh, <clears throat> so i uh, dennis all right <laughs> he has a very cool name as well his name is vipin but okay. his nickname is dennis okay. i mean right i think many people used to call him danny and then dennis came through and all that okay vicky also he has a so he has quite a few nicknames seems like a fun family to start we with yeah yeah huh? <laughs> and you spent most of your childhood in uh, haryana yeah panchkula my schooling everything panchkula my college chandigarh like all panchkula kids we want to go to chandigarh when no. we grow up so bahut dur hai na bahut dur hai no no and for us it's like the cooler thing to do that right. you know it's like all oh, the cool people hang out in all the cool people chandigarh. hang out in chandigarh, chandigarh. go to gedi route uh. they do their college from chandigarh and uh. you know go to punjab university <laughs> so it's like the punjab punjab is p a n j a b i know yes yeah. punjab i saw that in my ted talk for the first time is uh. i mean of course i have seen it it never registered as such in my head back then when it was on my graduation okay. certificate acha we all uh, all you know we bongs have always been always been calling it that punjab p a no spelling it like punjabi puri punjab we call it punjab yeah that's <laughs> that's the bridge punjab punjab punjus <laughs> punjus punjus the kurta that we wear is called the punjabi ah yes exactly punjabi yes that's a very bong thing yeah So fun family. Yeah, fun family. Strict mom. Oh, okay. <laughs> Very Punjabi mom. Yeah. First time I rode a motorcycle. Actually, it was not a motorcycle. Yeah. It was a scooter. Yeah. <laughs> it was my dad's Bajaj Chetak mm. that my brother used to ride, and I used to sit behind on the seat and go to the nearest tuition. Mm. Okay. And uh, how old were you then? My brother. You, me. You I was brother. probably fourteen. Okay. My brother was seventeen, so he started riding the scooter. Mm. And. Uh, So he told me once कि चल लेट्स ट्राई तू चला मैं पीछे बैठता हूँ एंड आई सेट कि ठीक है मुझे तू सिखा दे कैसे चला देट मी एंड आई पॉप दीली एंड वी हैड अ फॉल एंड स्कूटर एक्चुअली लैंडेड ऑन माई फुट एंड आई हैड लाइक अ रियली यू नो इट वॉज ऑल कम्प्लीटली So judo actually uh, came in even before motorcycling because I was in fifth standard and my brother was in eighth. Okay. And he was going to this martial arts class and okay. my mother had started sending me to this drawing, painting, and sketching and 
sewing classes and hmm. you know just to learn some kind of embroidery she should be able to kal ko shaadi karni hai beti ki so skills skills you can sell on the on the marriage table ki ye aata bhai beti ko matrimonial yeah sure so anyway so but i was and i don't know i think it's my brother and me we are more like twins to be honest right because he kind of understands what i like and uh like i'll give you an example it's completely off uh, the track but like i went bald yeah last year i saw huh? the photograph <laughs> i really pulled it off yeah, huh? it you pulled like, it off you were like an iskon <laughs> thing you know <laughs> i was nicknamed lama ji by mr parmar <laughs> after that you looked it you looked good in it but yeah. aisa kyun what, but what, no what? i just wanted to try it i mean why not try everything like i'd like to try blue hair as well or dyed in blue ones in I like to try things and decide for myself whether it's for me or not, rather than somebody telling me whether it's for you. So my brother is is like he's, he's such a twin hmm. that you know he would never be scandalized or uh, you know he would be like supportive always, even if I do all these crazy stuff, hmm. which is generally not the usual things that you know yeah. sisters do. And uh, he would be the happiest. Like my mom would almost get a heart attack every time I used to cut my hair short. Hmm. and my brother would be the happiest yeah ki oh now you're looking nice yaar ab tum bhai lag rahe hai no that's what it's almost like that shagird thing ha huh? it's like so i know right <laughs> so so he's always been very encouraging so he started judo so he started judo before me and uh, then he took me one day ki he he spoke to the coach did he sell the idea to you or no 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 he sold the idea to my coach because my coach was a bal brahmachari he never used to have girls in his center okay logic <laughs> so this is like strange <laughs> really yeah yeah he still coaches okay he's one of the only coaches in he is unmarried he doesn't even touch the choti bachchi bhi hoti not even take it in the godi or to fir kaise hua ye so exactly so i Now it's a combat sport, and you need a coach who will at least tell you how to fight, right? And. ऐसा होता है क्या? I mean, you know what I know of Haryana is like there. Uh, they bring the girls on also. So exactly. So he's the only coach in Haryana, and he's a government coach. I'm talking about mm. uh, Rajiv sir. So mm. he's the only coach in Haryana who is uh, who is unique, who is one of his kind, and because obviously he was a great player back in his day. and hence he's a coach now okay and uh, but he has a different way of teaching okay. completely so he he never even used to entertain girls in this center earlier right uh, but then my brother so i was the first girl in his center okay. back then and uh, so he started teaching me he started teaching me shadow techniques right then my brother was there he was my partner i used hmm. to get beaten up every day hmm. because what he couldn't do at home he would do there he'd just beat me up and because at home my mom mom would save me we used to beat me up every day in the judo ring hmm. and uh, but i he was my partner i learned a lot with him then i started fighting with other boys also in the in the judo mat and i started getting better but it took me 3 years to get my first medal in haryana which was a bronze it actually took me 3 years to get uh, to a competitive level of uh, judo the first time i went for the competitive level i won the district championship I was got a gold, and then I went to, I think it was Sirsa, my first competition. Okay. And I got a bronze there out of like ten girls. So it was I had quite a few fights to reach the bronze medal yeah. fight, and I. Did it feel good? It 
felt great and yeah, came you back with a medal. Yeah. yeah. And those girls are those girls are really tough. They're not I can like imagine. Yeah, yeah, they're very tough. And I was they gave you minus thirty six kgs I used to play in. Thirty <laughs> two kgs was my weight. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And my brother used to my brother used to joke ki main 32 kg ka to dumbbell maar sakta hu and i was in the haryana team the biker radio broadcast listen connect right on hi i'm sara kashya kashya and you're listening to me on the long way home you know judo is a very interesting sport because at the mind level i think it gives you this unique virtue to wait for an opportunity absolutely all the time and you're constantly watching out right quietly yeah it's very deceptive it's very sly <laughs> it's very sly yeah. very deceptive yeah. you tumhare chehre pe kya hai versus tumhare mind pe kya hai are completely two different things absolutely and my uh, i think see i've also had it from my father as well my father was never really a tell us about your dad ha so my father was never really a wrestler or anybody used to fight with the local boys in all sometimes okay. like for money they'll probably put bets on and they'll fight ki are wow. aaj to main isko they have a proper kushti kind he was from, my dad from ambala okay so they used to have uh, they used to live in a It's village part of the culture yeah yeah they would fight for they'll bet out and right. uh, say ki i don't know anawanas and all it used yeah. to be there back then yeah, yeah. and they'll fight for that and he used to earn money wow. out of it yeah, yeah. when he was in school yeah, yeah. So so my fa- when I started judo actually my dad was very happy that I didn't right. go for that sewing and painting and sketching classes. Yeah. He was very happy because he knew I have it in me and I was yeah. a very strong I was a very tiny girl as a like yeah. thin girl but yeah. I was internally very strong. Yeah. Because when I was born I was this underweight baby whom the yeah. doctors had declared almost she should die. Yeah. So literally the size of a mouse and yeah. doctor said they to put her in an incubator and otherwise she'll die yeah. and uh, some loyalist of my father was there in the hospital that day mm. and he told my dad that isko le chalo ye ladkiyan nahi marti ladkiyan bhagwan hoti hai devi hoti all that you know they, they don't die yeah. so you just she, you'll probably need like a bit more tlc and all which yeah. will be fine yeah yeah and so my dad basically was my save my mother hadn't even seen me yeah. and my mother advised my dad put, to agree to what the doctors are saying so right. my mom was not really very hopeful that i'll survive yeah. and my mom said right now we haven't even seen her and yeah. we haven't developed any kind of like mamta so to say yeah. we can still handle it if something happens if we take yeah. her home and something happens then we won't be able to handle this wow but my father was such a optimist was like nothing will happen and you know he so pragmatism sat- versus Absolutely, huh? but and then obviously when I was taken home, my mom was my mom was in a government job okay. at that time, and so she had to go back to work. Yeah. And my dad was also a businessman, was yeah. a struggling businessman. Okay. So he kind of really, uh, you know, sacrificed I would say a lot yeah, for absolutely. me. Absolutely. And uh, and then he basically was a stay home dad for quite yeah. some time, and he started taking care of me. Yeah. And I mean, it was like my mom basically yeah. was yeah, yeah. my my dad was completely there yeah, yeah. all the time. and uh, then my bro- my brother now says because my mom and dad they actually went to vaishno devi hmm. to ask for a girl hmm. and because they already had a boy so you hmm. know the family would be complete if they had a girl child hmm. and my brother now jokes with them that aap vaishno devi gaye the hmm. but ye bhaironath ka prasad hai tandav karte rehti hai that's awesome <laughs> no <laughs> 
सुन रहे हैं ट्रक शायरी जिनको जल्दी थी जिनको जल्दी थी वो तो चले गए तुझे भी जल्दी है तो तू भी जा हॉर्न प्लीज ओके टाटा हाय आई एम शेरा कश्यप कश्यप एंड यू आर लिसनिंग टू मी ऑन द लॉन्ग वे होम यू नो बेसिकली आफ्टर माय टेंथ आई यू नो स्टार्ट गोइंग टू स्कूल ऑन माय बाइक एंड बैक इन दोस डेज इन चंडीगढ़ आई एम टॉकिंग अबाउट 18 इयर्स गो दे वर नॉट मेनी गर्ल्स राइडिंग बाइक्स even in, in particular no, no 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 not all no is it yeah yeah i thought they they were probably the i don't know if they were hardcore ones which were yeah, already we've riding all, in the city we have always heard of if anybody's riding motorcycles it's in punjab it probably would be in punjab first no, of all no no chandigarh really. chandigarh chandigarh definitely no right no the kind of stairs i used to get i wouldn't get if there were enough girls riding mm. motorcycles yeah, i used yeah. to ride a motorcycle wearing a salwar kameez and dupatta tied at the back चंडीगढ़ because we took the bike off out of the parking stand and everybody started watching us and they literally clapped i still remember that they started clapping it was it was so intimidating we were like how will we get out of here now acha was it you started clapping for us and they were so excited to see two two girls even a pillion wow. with another girl riding in a positive way no? in a way positive way it was amazing it, that wouldn't happen if there are enough girls yeah. riding right. but yeah. i still remember that from my school day and then uh, so you went on the gedi we route we went on the gedi route it was okay so what is the gedi so exact oh, that's going to be the next question what the hell is a gedi route what is a gedi route 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 it's a route It's a route. It's a route. Gary route. Gary route. Route. Gary route. Route. Gary route. Gary route. Gary route is. I love that route. <laughs> We have this little stretch, a very green stretch in mm. Chandigarh, mm. from one sector to another. Mm. This particular place always had the nicer things. It had the Mount View Hotel. It had coffee shops. Mm-hmm. It had, uh, you know, Archie's Gallery where you could buy presents for okay. your girlfriend, boyfriend, whoever. Yeah. And so all these nicer things and nice places to hang out, just stand and watch, bird watch, mm. <laughs> and all that. And it's a cool route. It's a cool route. It's a and it's a very small route. So you right. go round and round and round, and you burn fuel there. Oh. Basically, that's what you are supposed to be. Ideally. So was there a time for this? But as in. Ha. So there was the time was basically when the girls are coming out of the girls' college, the yeah. boys are getting out of the boys' college. To see. Because you know you didn't have yeah. you didn't have mobile phones then, oh, or right. we had landlines and. Right. Landline generally the mothers will pick up, and so you wouldn't really, you know, call each other. The nicest of the cars 
or the gypsies people used to bring their tractors as well on Giri Road especially on the Valentine's Day with people one people on the tractor yes that's... oh yes have you heard of this no I haven't we no will... Have you, have you heard not tractors I can imagine it I can I definitely seen, imagine it I have seen tractors and like a really handsome guy driving the tractor and two girls sitting wow man on each side this is Punjab <laughs> this is Punjab yeah but this is awesome it's like we need to save the culture we do go <laughs> out on getting <laughs> It's like the Route 66 of Chandigarh. I'm talking about Chandigarh. So I, I obviously started enjoying because my school was on Gary Route and that's mm. the best place to ride a motorcycle. Mm. And you get so much of attention. Mm. And I was enjoying the attention, to be very honest. That's how I started. I was enjoying the attention more than the motorcycle. I didn't even know when that changed. I started mm. enjoying the motorcycle more than the attention. Mm. And that's when even it doesn't matter when I go bald now and nobody mm. knows it's a girl on a bike. I mm. just don't care. Mm. Because I love the motorcycle more than the attention a girl gets mm. for the bike. So when when did that switch happen? That switch happened after I actually came back from England. The Biker Radio Broadcast. Listen, connect, ride on. Hi, I'm Sarah Kashya, 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 and you're listening to me on the long way home. So I finished my college and I went to M- for my MBA. I went to UK. and like any other punjabi just wanted to go to britain kuch bhi kahin pe bhi chalega any university it doesn't matter so any university any 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 north england i went to bangalore business school uh, so university of wales basically so i was sure of one thing i didn't want to go to a place with lots of asians i wanted to experience the real uk mm-hmm. and i wanted to go to the countryside i chose banking and law Anyway, I I joined the rat race and I I changed my course, and I from banking and law I shifted to banking and finance because all the Indians and the Pakistanis were there. Okay. And I had more friends there, so. अच्छा. I have worked as a bartender. Okay. I I was the coolest Indian chick there. I can imagine. <laughs> I can make a really good bloody mary. You can. So you and worked as a bartender. I worked as a bartender. I worked in a Pakistani halal shop. Okay. Doing halal or what were you doing? No, just. Uh, Skinning and sometimes yeah. just chopping it into smaller pieces and yeah, yeah, I've done that. But okay. I've been on the like the cashier side as well. But I worked in a proper halal shop and worked in a laundry as well. Mm. I worked as a social support worker for mm-hmm. children with learning disabilities mm. and for people with uh, cerebral palsy. Mm-hmm. So you were a caregiver. So I was a caregiver as well. And then I uh, moved to uh, London after Wales in search of. Uh, better jobs and opportunities after mba but this was the time when the credit crunch was happening 2008 oh, oh my god oh. <laughs> nightmare was for the banking uh, yeah i worked was. as a i worked as a was a demonetization day for the world oh my god <laughs> badly happened to every indian for sure in the in england ah. and we were not getting hired because they were only hiring people who, who did not have any visa issues okay and even though i had 2 years of visa but then of course after 2 years they were looking for long term people right. obviously especially in the banking sector and right i started working as a mortgage advisor uh us waqt pe i mean come on let me 2 2 months i worked there for free anyway i did not really enjoy it and i kind of also uh, i was doing a certification on the side mm. to make my mba a little more mm. worthy and so i was doing this <laughs> certification called as acca which is association of chartered certified accountants which is equivalent of ca and i i only gave exams for like a few of the modules and then i got bored i was like okay fuck it 
I can't do this. Mm. Uh-huh. Then I joined a takeaway. I I was a waitress as well back in the college days. Wow. I had experience, uh-huh. and then bartender as well. And then I joined a seven star cocktail bar. Okay. The Biker Radio Broadcast. Listen, connect, ride on. Hi, I'm Sarah Kashya. Kashya. And you're listening to me on the long way home. How long was that stay in in the UK? In the UK, six yeah. years, a year and a half MBA. But then I had time to write my dissertation and all that, and another four years just doing odd jobs everywhere. Right. What is the dissertation about? <laughs> my dissertation was about the impact of entry of foreign banks into the domestic banking sector in India. In India, so, yeah. So I basically I wrote a dissertation there, but my country that I chose was, was India. India. Yeah. Okay. I did a I did a good thesis. So I could have if I wanted to make a career in banking, but I did not. Then I was, anyway, I started I started doing a lot of promotional jobs. So sometimes they would just need like an okay looking girl standing at the stall of an Indian property show. Oh, I have worked as a costume character. I love that job. I was Papa Smurf in a mall. Papa Smurf. Papa Smurf. So I dressed up as Papa Smurf. But I really had a nice time <laughs> because I wouldn't get you to must do. Must be all getting hot in that. No, there's thing. a fan inside the costume. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. There's a proper fan inside the. Co- I hate kids. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's fair to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> the kids, they come, they come, and they they punch you and they, they pull you and everything, yeah. and you're like trying to work. There's and you're like, the fan. There's the fan. Pull the fan. Pull the fan. I wanted to give one tied one to a kid seriously. <laughs> no, I, I had a <laughs> Papa Smurf became Asterix. <laughs> Baff. Did you trip? No, no, no. Oh no, I was professional. Very. I danced also. And if they as Papa Smurf. As Papa Smurf. They later on because they liked my work so much, they sent me onto the stage, and <laughs> I was dancing. Oh, लड़की तो बुला लो यार जरा वो जो ही लड़की थी ना. स्ट्रॉगर Then I got in the team. And you I was went to the uni team, but yeah, they took me to British University Judo Championship. I won a gold medal there. What did you? Ah, I won a I won against a Chinese girl. I think who was from Oxford, What's and that? another girl from Cambridge, and uh, and I went to the finals and I won the finals as well. But anyway, so yeah, I mean, I had a really nice time doing judo, and I learned a lot there in the UK. So, so you didn't give up on judo. You went motorcycling, took a back seat. Kind of. I used to like every time I would get a chance to borrow somebody's bike and take for a small spin. I would do that. Hi, I'm Sarah Kashyap, and you're listening to the Biker Radio Podcast. So we met Sarah for the first time in January 2018 when she was doing that Delhi Kolkata leg of the XBHP road trip United. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do absolutely. And um, so we did tell her about the Biker Radio broadcast because we were just setting out at that time, and she readily chipped in to record our first My Way from the GT Road. And she was on a Ducati Scrambler, I remember, from Let's Ride. And as newbies, we were fascinated with the idea that you can now hire a Ducati or a Harley for a day or a week. 
Yeah, you know, guys like us, you know, don't own motorcycles, you know, <laughs> but we can still ride a Ducati if you want to. Yeah. So, uh, also on our first show, there was Shanawaz Kareem, a.k.a. Shane. And he was on soundboard with a pre-ride checklist. So, we thought since we are on the subject of off-road motorcycling this time, we'll bring back the big gun. And we'd like to thank him for doing the biker radio soundboard, especially considering that it's Rosa time right now. And we caught him just before Iftar. So here's Shane with his top 5 tips on off-road riding. Listen in. Bike Radio Soundboard. Soundboard. Hi, this is Shanavaz Kareem from Wheels Guru. And this is the Biker Radio Soundboard. So, adventure... It's all about riding to new places, seeing new sites and meeting new people. So today I've got five tips to take your off-road riding to the new level. Tip number one, standing position. When you are riding off-road, you need to A, manage the balance of your motorcycle, manage all the luggage on your motorcycle and on top of that, you need to manage the terrain. Sometimes it's uphill, sometimes it is downhill. So the best way to counter all of this is riding in a standing position. You keep your hand easy, keep your eyes ahead where you are looking, you stand up on your foot pegs and whenever you are taking turns or hitting the bump, just be comfortable with the motorcycle. The best thing that you can do is leave your arms at ease. Just the way your motorcycle has suspension, Assume your body is another part of that suspension. It is an extension of that motorcycle. So your suspension absorbs the bumps, your body also absorbs the bumps. When you are riding while standing, your balls of your feet should be on your foot peg. Because if you stand on the foot peg with your heel, there is less leverage to your calf muscles. But when you are on the balls of the feet or intermediate, there is still some suspension or compensatory movement which is happening over the calf muscles which get transferred to your thigh muscles. What next is your vision? The most critical factor is vision. Sports riding, off-road riding or any kind of riding. If you are not looking ahead, you are looking at a pothole or a bump and you are getting a target fixation. You will keep on looking into that and your motorcycle would steer towards it. Start looking ahead. Further you look it will give you a lot of time for you to encounter a problem which your muscles are generally not ready. Keep moving ahead. Why are people visionary? Because they can look ahead. Keep the horizon open for your vision. The third tip is the clutch. It is one of my favorite control on motorcycle because anyone can play on accelerator, anyone can play on brakes. But if you'll see the finesse comes through clutch usage. When you need to dump the clutch to get out of traction and when you need to use the clutch to get into traction becomes very important. So if you want to get control into a turn, be in the right gear and with the right momentum so that if there is something which you need to encounter, just dump the clutch, get into the traction. When you use the clutch more, you have traction at the rear. So you want the, the traction, the tire to keep on rolling from the back because the chain is connected to the rear axle rather than the front. Motocross riders, if you see, they, they seldom use the rear brake. They use the clutch to dip down the gears and then release the clutch just to gain traction. So clutch plays that pivotal role and that's where, you know, all the control comes from. Tip number four, wait on foot pegs to turn. 
the most important thing to start with is put weight on the foot peg which you want to turn which essentially means you are shifting your center of gravity so start putting the weight on the side where you want to move your motorcycle would move while standing and riding you pivot your legs and then put the weight breaking in the beginning you should focus on applying both the brakes if you start applying both the brakes you will be able to understand what is the limit of your front brake and when going downhill or uphill what is the limit of your rear brake because if you are going downhill and if you apply just the rear brake it will change its direction so you need to start understanding where your motorcycle is moving while braking important thing is that you have two brake levers and why are they levers when you are applying brake on adventure riding or on uh, dirt riding you need to understand that there is a lot of weight on your motorcycle which it needs to carry start engaging the brakes with slight movement so that your suspension compresses that's when the contact patch of your tire would be highest that's when the brakes would get applied you can't jab them you will have to apply them smooth today's motorcycles have got abs so you are pretty much covered on the braking side with them give yourself enough time to acquire these skills happy riding this is shanavaz kareem from wheels guru and this is the biker radio soundboard biker radio soundboard, soundboard. and what about your center of gravity was how is it going yes. My center of gravity is good. <laughs> good. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Is it sleeping right now? No, she's just crying. Awake? She's crying. So, congratulations from the Biker Radio broadcast to Shanawaz and Sharmin. Thank you so much, guys. For Maryam. For Maryam. Yeah, and I'll convey Lovely. your regards to Sharmin and Maryam as well. Please do that, <laughs> and we're looking forward to meeting up with uh, the family very soon. Absolutely, absolutely. हम तो सोच रहे थे कि आप हमें एक दिन इफ्तार पे बुलाएंगे और कुछ बिरयानी बनाएंगे. Hi, I'm Sarah Kashyap, 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 and you're listening to me on the long way home. After I came back from England, the first job that I applied for that was Royal Enfield. Oh, so you? I had actually back. sent because I used to check their website every day. I had already picked up my first Enfield. Yeah. And I used to check their website, and because they have this really cool-looking rides uh, corner. Where you can go and sign up for all these uh, national rides and all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I used to check that part out all the time, almost every single day. And that was there day. even then. Yeah, it was. It's been there for ten years. Oh wow! And uh, never. That's one of the first things we discovered when we were coming up with Bike Radio Broadcast. It was like it's such a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. So they they used to do Himalayan Odyssey. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Tour of Rajasthan, yeah. Tibet, Bhutan, yeah, Nepal, right. all that, and so I didn't know anything about that, but. Anyway, I saw somewhere. I saw that they were looking for a. No, it was not even a managerial level position. Basically, mm. the test rider. This is somebody who was basically test riding the bike. And so I applied for that job. I never heard back from them. Meanwhile, I found this tour of Rajasthan, which included ten days of stay, accommodation, like fancy hotels and everything, and a group and backup and everything. And uh, I thought, okay, I can afford to go for a ten day tour, and it'll be nice for me. So I went for that ride. and uh, i was the only girl that had signed up for that ride you know had a thunderbird back then when i went there i met the core team of royal enfield two members of that core team basically and i met their content 
media team as well the guys who were basically from a media house in bangalore and who it's an agency and uh, i met them and i eventually made friends with everybody and then by the time i finished the ride it was a really great ride and i had a superb time the bangalore media guys had anyway told me that you know why don't you apply for you know you have good copywriting skills and also why don't you apply and we'll try and see if we can fit you in somewhere and i applied for the job because i thought they're going to send me for rides for free so because these guys have come as well so maybe i'll go i'll get to work on the brand and i'll try to i'll try and understand royal enfield more and uh, also get to go for the rides for free that didn't happen good good it didn't happen because i eventually joined 22 feet i was in bangalore i moved to bangalore from chandigarh and when i joined 22 feet they put me on to they did not give me the account of royal enfield to handle they gave me mahindra and wildcraft now i was not really involved in any of the royal enfield things and i was kind of feeling cheated that <laughs> you know what Lovely. i actually joined this job to go for these rides for free and but i had no idea if if like now looking back if i would have been on that account royal enfield wouldn't have been able to hire me because it's like a breach conflict of interest yeah i had anyway met the head of the team at the same garage where my bike was getting built so he kind of knew about me and then i was uh, after i finished my ride and i came back i got an opportunity there was this position that they offered so who is this guy you met at royal enfield sachin the biker radio broadcast listen connect ride on hi i'm sarah kashya 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 and you're listening to me on the long way home How long was your tenure at uh, three, years. three years? And in these three years, what all did you have to do? Well, I did a lot. Uh, see, basically, what did you I was work a, in as? What was your role? I mean, assistant manager, rides and community. That's the department. that's the designation. The designation but w- like, you went to work in the morning, and what did you have to do? Smell engines. Smell engines. <laughs> wow. No, so well, yeah. Job. It was it was really nice working in the factory. It's What's like on it the like? it's like on the sightseeing list when you go to Chennai. You know, you want to go and see the Enfield factory because yeah. it's one of the oldest. Yeah, there are people who write to the factory and arrange a factory visit. And before me, Sachin had never hired a girl right. in the team for ten years. The team was there. What were you supposed to do? You know the dream team concept. No. So I think Google started with this dream team. They would hire a bunch of misfits, mm. all creative people mm. with different ideas. But completely from different walks of life, different experiences, and everything. Get a circus going, <laughs> basically. Yeah. But but of course, but these people yeah. bring really good Absolutely. good ideas on the yeah, table, yeah. and uh, because they're not really the automotive, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yet the passion is same. They all love motorcycles. They all love traveling. Okay. And we were we were a bunch of misfits as well in that team. Right. Di- completely different, uh, you know, experiences and. And uh, so it was like a, it was like one of it was like a dream team of Royal Enfield. It was an in- interesting team to work for. It was called the Rides Team back then, Rides and Community, because obviously Royal Enfield has a huge community. So they constantly come up with strategic initiatives right. that they take mm-hmm. to involve the community and to increase their reach. Mm-hmm. So I was a part of this community basically. During my stint there, I also started something called as uh, STRE, which was. Derived from the Hindi words three. Hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. She travels on a royal field. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I can probably say it was my brainchild. Really? Yeah. Hi, I'm Sarah Kashya, 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 and you're listening to me on the long way home. What's been your favorite ride? My first ride, the Malayo. 
Yeah. What was it like? Where did you start? How long was it? It did was. It wasn't really a ride. It was a race. Did you do a section, <laughs> or did you last the entire thing? No, no. My first raid day, Malay, I finished. You finished. Yeah. That's wow. my first ever raid. I finished. Wow. I went for the extreme, uh-huh. and I finished it in my first go. Okay. So that's been your favorite my ride favorite. so far. Ah, uh, yeah. It's close to my heart because obviously I became the first Indian woman that year to finish the raid. The best raid was. the next year on the himalayan because i was faster than what i was a year before and that too again on an enfield i was 12th overall till i went off the cliff so <laughs> <laughs> you went i off went the off cliff? the cliff yeah there was the same year and that unfortunate incident also happened when a fellow biker died so the raid was called off i was still dnf by that time and i did not get a podium finish okay. but had i not fallen off the cliff i was actually leading the royal enfield category and i was 12th overall and i was second in the group b which is indian bikes with foreign parts so i was okay. actually leading serious categories it was not like the woman woman finisher i was not i probably lost a little bit of i don't know concentration for a bit right, i would say absolutely must yeah. have been focus Yeah, so, lap, so it is still my favorite because I kind of proved myself that year that you know I'm I'm here for long, and I proved myself that year I'm just not going to be any other just not just not going to be a woman finisher in a rally, but I'm here to to survive and I'm here to get better every year regardless of what everybody says. Anybody else might not have enough patience with me, but I have enough patience with myself. As I said, I don't mind being a 50 year old and proving myself getting There's better. There's something and, delectable about failure, no? I love it. Okay, let me correct myself. I don't like failures, but I'm not scared of failures. Right. Obviously, I don't. I don't really quite enjoy them. Right. But uh, I don't think there's nothing, anything to enjoy in failures. But they don't scare me at all. Yeah, that's what? the judoka, right? That's the judoka. Yeah. Every time I used to fall, or somebody would clinch me into a, you know, a hold, so to say, I was like a small, tiny girl, and but I would still come out of the hold and get out of the hold. I had never tapped in my entire career. of judo even though i have been i have gotten locks arm locks and uh, uh, chokes and everything but i've never tapped that's the haryanvi in you kicking in yeah i think it is yeah for sure <laughs> <laughs> i just feel like it's an insult to myself to tap and say ki maine haar maan li and that's why i that's did not go, yeah. i did not even tap when i went off the cliff so to say when i went off the cliff in Yeah. In raid, I requested the marshals to sir, please, up, uh, just send me a crane. I'll get the bike out and I'll continue. Hi, I'm Sarah Kashyap, and you're listening to the Biker Radio Rockcast. As much as it's it's encouraging to have say a separate category and you will be acknowledged for what you do, but eventually when you grow to that mental zone that I need to compete with the boys now, then you are basically out there competing. Everybody is a competition, regardless of a man or a woman. Yeah, that makes sense actually. So, so now I have reached a point where, say, being first in ladies' class is not um, an achievement for me than being eighth overall. Right. I'm in top ten. I'm eighth overall. That's that's a bigger achievement for me right. than being first in ladies' class. Right. I'm like, okay. I mean, I obviously I really acknowledge it and I love the fact that I'm I have won against say whoever, however many. Women, there are not many women anyway. Right. So sometimes you're the only one running. It's a rarefied atmosphere. You still get, you still yeah. get coup de dames, so <laughs> <laughs> which is fine. You know, you see the the awards you get, you acknowledge and you respect yeah. them, and you obviously you love them. them you, yeah, you get, you have to. Yeah. Otherwise, you won't grow. Yeah. So. Actually, uh, I feel that 
women might have actually a, a slight advantage over males i actually think that because well of course there is a weight mm. you know you might actually have, have a greater advantage than a male counterpart unless he's you know under under well, not under even the body well there is a girl that even santosh can't catch so there is a girl yeah. is a spanish girl yeah. even santosh has not been able to catch since 4 years in dakar yeah laya sanchez no she's fast she's always in the top 10 while top 10 or 15 she's never beyond number 15 she's always in the top 15 and mm-hmm. while santosh is in 30 something 40 something Obviously, I mean, as much as I mean, he's the fastest Indian we've got, and yeah. even then, there is this girl in Spain who's even faster than the fastest Indian. Yeah. There is something about women that we can't, uh, you know, disregard, or uh, we have to. Women on a motorcycle, you mean? Sorry. Women on a motorcycle, you mean? Motorcycle, you know, absolutely. I mean, it's like you. Uh, so it's so there is there is one woman you we all can at least as women as me me as a woman I can there is one woman I can look up to. who is already existing who's already there yeah you know who's proving that you know hey girls i girls can be women can be in top 15 as well in dakar yeah or top 10 in dakar she's been in top 10 as well so so it's not that you're a girl and you cannot so you ride fast a, so you'd say that she is an inspiration currently oh totally totally i'm obsessed with her <laughs> The Biker Radio Broadcast. Listen, connect, ride on. Hi, I'm Sarah Kashya, 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 and you're listening to me on the long way home. So, I, if you had the opportunity to ride with any body from history or contemporary times, who would it be, and why? Contemporary times has to be Mr. Vijay Parmar. <laughs> I'd love to ride with him. Yeah. I have ridden with him. I've been very, I've been fortunate to ride with him. Mm. So I have ridden with him quite a few times, mm. and uh, he might not consider me his student, but he's my mentor in every sense of the word because mm. he's, he's. I've learned a lot from him, and uh, even just watching him, I've learned. He's even taught me in one of his kinder uh, moods. <laughs> he's taught me as well. Okay. So, but I've I've learned a lot from him, and so yeah, contemporary times, I'd love to ride with him. Just ride behind him and just watch him how he rides. It's just amazing. It's a treat. Mm-hmm. So actually, he's one of the most good-looking guys in the in riding gear. You know, not many men actually look that great in riding gear. He looks oh, really true. great in riding gear. I mean, you see him wearing a riding jacket and a. You know, you just see my expressions right now. It's like <laughs> it says it all. <laughs> it's a treat to the eyes yeah. just seeing him wearing his riding jacket. Right. Helmet, brace, neck brace, and you know, it's, it's really cool. The Biker Radio Broadcast. Listen, connect, ride on. Hi, I'm Sarah Kashya, 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 and you're listening to me on the long way home. Nobody ever thought that I'll end up doing Red Di Malaya or okay, all right, Red, yes, Desert Storm. Nobody thought. Hmm. Nobody thought I'd finish Desert Storm because I did not finish Desert Storm in my first attempt anyway. <laughs> exactly what they think for Dakar now. They have no idea how stubborn I am. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think that is a very good point. Yeah, yeah. We'd people, like to see that. People told me on my face. You said it, but we would have. You said it. Yeah, oh, people no. said it on my face. Oh, my bosses said. You can ask Sachin. Sachin will not probably. Sachin has always encouraged me. 
बट माई बॉस इज अदरवाइज दे जोक ऑब्वियसली नो बी मेंट इन इन बैड वे और एनी थिंग बट दे जोक ऑल्सो दैट यू वॉन्ट टेन डेज ऑफ लीव यू आर टेक नो यूल कम बैक इन टू डेज एनी वे सो टेक ट्वेंटी डेज ऑफ लीव विल साइन नो प्रॉब्लम यू वॉन्ट फिनिश द रेड यूल कम बैक इन द सेकेंड डे मिस्टर परमार हिमसेल्फ सेट that you know she was a disaster in the sajoba uh-huh. how is she coming for uh, extreme right read the mal extreme not even alpine she's signed up for the extreme and she'll probably go get out on the first day itself because right. first day is the main toughest. yeah is it of his dates it eliminates majority of the people so but i did not but i just kept at it you're getting better your performance has been better yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah. totally this time your desert storm clearly proves that yeah it has shut know, up so many of them forget them I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm just I am I'm just saying because it has been in my face for too long. No, I think it's a good thing that they're pulling you down. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I know totally. I'm I love it. I enjoy yeah. it. Because uh I think it's I'm very greedy that way. Okay. I want more. Now when I really look back, I think I was competitive when I was this 5-year-old girl who broke her tooth racing with her brother. I was back competitive back then as well. I'll be probably be facing death every day when I'll be in the Dakar whenever I will be mm. because it's not going to be easy for me. Yeah, it's not. So say even the structure that I've been gifted with yeah. either it's going to prove really helpful or helpful not. or or totally opposite. Right. So I have no I don't have an idea right now. And the bike that we are talking about, the Dakar bike, it's not a 100 kg dirt bike that I'm currently riding. Yeah. It's like a 180 kg Enfield. I'm like the slumdog millionaire. Right. I have been doing that already all my life so right. when i eventually do something similar it's not going to be a shocker to me i've been lifting royal enfields in races whenever i've been falling all the time right especially during a corner or whenever if you have a fall yeah. you have to lift your own bike nobody's there yeah i've been run over as well this time by a car behind me <laughs> almost yeah. i had a fall in the desert storm and i was trying to pull my bike off the track so that i knew there was a car coming behind me and i know he was fast <laughs> it's very fast yeah. but by the time i could pull my bike his front wheel ran over my bike front wheel jeez so i had a broken rim and then i rode 100 kilometers with that broken rim and my bike was going everywhere and it was quite tough it was fun that's why i race to get these kind of stories so i can tell my grandkids one day how cool your daddy was you know see or nani or whoever <laughs> punjabi nani <laughs> well Thank it you. was awesome thank you so much sara Thank you. Oh, bolle. Thank Have you for fun. your time. Pleasure. It was awesome Pleasure talking, talking to, you. to you guys. Thank you. So that's it on Gara with Sarah and the road to Dakar for now. The one name that keeps popping up on our shows is that of Vijay Parmar. He's up next on the Biker Radio broadcast. So that's it. Show some up. I'm Sunny and I'm Shandy saying